0: You are listening to the "She Runs the Show" podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode two eighty five, the solo series. I don't know what you heard, but ha, yeah, she rocks the show. Hello, hello, everybody! Welcome to a brand new episode of "She Runs the Show." Cassandra, with you here, it's been a minute. Uh, I have to tell you, it is twenty twenty one. I am completely focused in 2021 on writing a number of books about coaching. I've got one done this year, nine more at least to go for this year. And then I'm completely focused on building quite a few Udemy and Skillshare courses. So if you don't are if you aren't following me on Skillshare, if you don't know it on me on Udemy, please go look me up. And follow me there because I'm building lots of great courses, online courses on both the Skillshare and Udemy platforms, which is why She Runs the Show is taking a hit in terms of time, attention, and effort. I do anticipate that I will be back to a regular full schedule for She Runs the Show in 2022. I do not know that I will be back to a consistent regular schedule until 2022 because I've got a lot of things that I've got to do and getting back to the YouTube channel towards the end of 2021. So lots of content that I'm producing. Make sure that if you're not subscribed to CassandraVon.com, you are. You can also sign up for my daily dose of inspiration emails, which go out on the regular that you can find at tinyurl.com com forward slash KV Daily Dose. I almost forgot that. tinyurl.com forward slash KV Daily Dose. And you can sign up for the Daily Dose of Inspiration. But you will find me in 2021 from time to time when I really feel called to say something, Uh, come out and, and produce, you know, one, two, three, maybe more podcast episodes, release them all at the same time because I just feel called to say certain things. And there are interviews that I've had with some amazing guests on the backlog that I do want to make sure I get to you in 2021. So look out for those, because those amazing interviews, which were recorded last year, will also be coming out in 2021. So there is the update on me. Now, let's talk about you. Today, I want to talk about something That I think is so important, especially now, especially after a year of COVID, especially as we all try to live in this new experience of life with masks and or not masks and vaccines or not vaccines. I mean, we are in still after over a year of this, a crazy time. And so it is so important in both life and business to do the things I'm about to talk about in this episode, which is how to protect your energy. So let me just give, so first we're going to back it up a little bit because I need to talk about why energy matters in life and business. Because a lot of people who are not woo-woo like me are going to listen to this and go, well, what does energy have to do with making money? And what does energy have to do with building a business? And what does energy have to do with marketing? Hey, what does energy have to do with mindset? There are going to be lots of those questions. So let me break this down as simply as I possibly can. Energy is life. Energy is everything. Energy is what we are made of. It is, it is what our cells, like all we are, from human beings to plants to the air, we are energy. Period. All of us were energy. And since energy can neither be created nor destroyed, I believe that's the law of conservation. It's some physics law, even though I've never taken physics since energy can neither be created nor destroyed, simply transformed from one thing to another, energy doesn't go anywhere. It simply transforms. It takes on a different form. And so the reason that's an important concept to understand, because while energy is eternal in the sense that we're just, you know, like, what does the Bible say? We 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 come in, Through dust, we leave through dust, something like that. I don't have the wording right. But we we just, throughout our lives, we, we change shape, we change form. Our energy is constantly shifting. Yes, that's true. And while energy can neither be created nor destroyed, it's also important to recognize that energy can be stolen and energy can be siphoned off of you and you know the feeling when you feel really good and then you go into a meeting and come out feeling drained or you go into a conversation with somebody who's super negative and you walk away feeling like some of the life has been taken out of you. That isn't you hallucinating about that. That isn't you going, maybe I'm just too sensitive or maybe I'm an empath or maybe that, that's, that's not you over overdoing what's actually happening. Here's the reality. Your energy is one of your biggest tools in both life and business. Without energy, you cannot create an online business. Without energy, you cannot send out great emails. Without energy, you cannot create great content. Without energy, you can't do great interviews. (coughs) Excuse me. Without energy, you can't do the things that will take you to the next level. In life and business, without energy, you can't foster a relationship. Without energy, you can't raise children well. And so when you talk to people who are super exhausted all of the time, emotionally and physically, you know that they are a shell of their former selves. They're a shell of their most powerful selves. And so in today's episode, I want to talk about, gosh, if energy is so important to both life and business, how do you protect your energy? right? Like what do you, what are the things that you can do to really honor your energy, protect your energy. And in moments when you realize, man, that, that took the energy that, that person stole energy from me by the way they just took up all the air in the room. And, and I just, I feel smaller after being in their presence than I did before. Right. What do you do about that? And so today we're going to talk about how to protect your energy. Now this, this was inspired, by uh, a Nedra tawab quote that I saw on Pinterest. You know, I'm still a Pinterest addict, so lots of things come from Pinterest. And so let me just read this to you, and then we're going to break it down one by one. So this quote says, I protect my energy by deciding not to engage in arguments with people who aren't listening. I'm about to go there. Just wait. I protect my energy by not always making myself available, turning my ringer off, Resting, minimizing my contact with people who deplete me. Ooh, we're going to live in that one for a minute. I protect my energy by taking the time I need before responding to texts, calls, or emails. I protect my energy by shortening conversations that are going in a negative direction. That's a challenge for me. We're going to talk about it. I protect my energy by telling people when I've reached my capacity. Boundaries, boundaries. We're going to go there. I protect my energy by taking space when I need to. I protect my energy by not doing everything myself. I'm talking to all the overachievers out there who think that, you know, they're an island and they can do this on their own, especially as it relates to business. So let's just, let's go there because this is a lot to cover in one podcast episode, but I'm going to do my best to not have us be here for 60 minutes. You got to protect your energy by deciding not to engage in arguments with people who aren't listening. Let me put it to you another way, because I write this in my journal, in my powerless journal, every time I write out my power list. I am done having conversations with people who refuse to change. I write this every time I write a power. I am done having conversations with people who refuse to change. Done. Like, if you want to know what will siphon off your energy, it is you engaging in the same argument over and over again with a people who aren't listening to you or b people who see no reason why they have to change or refuse to change waste of time, total, complete waste. Of, just don't do it. Just, I refuse, I refuse to have conversations with people. I will not have conversation. I will no longer have conversations with people who refuse to change. We will not, we will not discuss that any longer. Because at the end of the day, when you engage in arguments with people who aren't listening to you, who aren't hearing you, who don't get you, who are denying your reality, who are invalidating you because they're not actually listening to what you keep saying you need, guess what? The only person losing energy in that conversation is you. You are the only one losing energy in that conversation. What a waste of time. So if you want to protect your energy, when you see people aren't listening when you see they don't care, let them and stop having conversations to try to prove a point that honestly their ears aren't even open to in the first place, which means you're still wasting time. Now you also want to protect your energy by not always making yourself available. Now this is for my people pleasers out there. It took me a long time to figure this out. Don't be readily available to people. I'm still kind of a stickler about text messages. I like to respond promptly to text messages because I like people to respond promptly to my text messages. But I used to be Johnny on the spot about that. I used to be like, as soon as I got a text, I would respond to people. And now, mm -mm. you know, I'll give it a little time. If I have other things I've got to do, I think it's so important to not always make yourself readily available. People need to understand that they're busy, you're busy, Uh, you're not being disrespectful if you take some time to respond or some time to even think about what your response is. You do not have to say to whoever beckons to you, do you have a minute? And then you just squeeze them and do, no, you don't have to do that. And doing that when you actually don't have the time to make yourself available, doing that when you, when you really, you want to say no, but you say yes, because you don't want to come across a certain way is such an invalidation of the self. It is such an, listen, it is a gift to be in any person's presence. (coughs) Excuse me. It is a gift to be in any person's presence, including yours. And so there's no reason that you have to be Johnny on the spot. There's no reason that you have to be available whenever anybody needs you. They are the captains of their own ship called their lives. They will not die if they don't get on the phone with you. And so it's really important to protect your energy by not always making yourself available. I do this next one all the time. I protect my energy by turning my ringer off. My ringer's never on. It's never on. I look, I don't need all the buzzes. I don't need all the dings. I don't want all the notifications. Most of the time my, my phone is on it. My cell phone's on its face down Because when I'm ready to engage with my phone, I will. And when I'm not ready, I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. That's that's how I protect my energy. Because then if your ringer is always on, if your phone is always face up, you are at the mercy of your phone and not the other way around. Your phone should be your portal when you want it to be. And at all other times, it should be put away. And so turning your ringer off is a great way to protect your energy because it starts that habit of, I am not, I am not a slave to my phone. I am the master of my phone. Huge paradigm differential over there. I protect my energy by resting. Rest is important. Now, listen, in all, to be totally transparent, I slept four hours last night. I am feeling it at this point today. I slept four, that usually doesn't happen anymore because I just can't do four hours of sleep a night and, and be functioning. I'm surprised I'm functioning at this hour, at this point in four hours of sleep. But resting is critical. And I didn't see the value of resting in my 20s and for a lot of my 30s too, because I had all of that energy to just push myself. I still push myself in my 40s. But I can tell you, I'm starting to really understand that there's there's power in the wind down at the end of the day. And there's power in the settling in and the rising up in the morning. That if you don't give yourself some sort of ritual in the morning to ease into the day and some sort of nightly ritual to settle down and reflect at night, you are missing the boat on what you could be doing in life and business. And I don't mean meditation. As much as I love meditation, it's so easy, especially when you're an overachiever, to make meditation another one of those, I gotta, gotta, gotta get it done, I gotta, uh it's so easy when you're overachiever to make meditation another thing to check on your to-do list. That's not what I'm talking about in terms of rest. I'm talking about being able to wake up at an hour that allows you to ease into the flow of the day to flow into the day and to, and to wind down at night, shut that laptop down and wind down at night to where you can reflect on the day. You can say what worked what didn't, what will I do differently tomorrow? And then you can let it all go and ease into bedtime. If you are in a place in your life and I don't care where you are in your business, doesn't matter if you're ultra successful or starting out or what, if you have not created the habit where you flow into the start of the day and you settle down from the end of the evening You need that if you want to protect your energy, because otherwise what you will find is you will feel burnt out most of the time, exhausted most of the time, emotionally fatigued, overwhelmed, anxious, and those feelings will never go away. They will fry your thyroid and your adrenals out over a long period of time. You got to like, and when I say rest, rest isn't necessarily sleep, right? Like rest is how do I do I enter my day frazzled and like in a hurry and I'm running or do I enter my day with ease and do I enter my day with flow and do I enter my day and say, I'm going to take time and sip my coffee or my tea and like, Like really look at my day and figure out if I need to move some pieces on my schedule and and feel like I know what's supposed to happen today and really settle into the flow of the day. Do you do that? Because if you don't do that in the morning and then you don't sit and reflect at night and sort of have a wind down ritual at night, you are missing the boat on having even more energy than you have right now. Resting, both how we enter the day, how we exit the day, how we sleep, all of those things are key. I protect my energy by minimizing my contact with people who deplete me. Oh, Lord, help me. <sighs> I don't know how many times I've talked about this. I do not know how many times I need to talk about this. So let me be super clear because I know there are at least 10 episodes on this podcast over time where I have had this conversation with my listeners. But I'm, it bears repeating because people still don't listen. People who deplete you, I don't care who they are, mom, dad, sister, brother, partner, spouse, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, children, adult, like babies, look, when you have little ones, you got to do what you got to do, okay? But I'm talking adult children here, okay? Coworkers, employees, let's not even go to the fact that there are many entrepreneurs who have people that that they have on the payroll, That deplete them. And I'm like, why are you keeping those people on the payroll? Why? You're the owner. You're the CEO. I don't, I don't understand. Explain this to me. You have to, if you're going to protect your energy, if you're going to be able to funnel and fuel your energy into projects and activities and revenue streams, and you're building a business empire, if you want to build that business empire at the fastest rate possible, you have got to minimize your contact with people who deplete you. I don't care who they are in your life. If they deplete you and you actually want to skyrocket your way to success, you need distance. You need minimize contact with those people. And I'm not saying you disown them. I'm not saying that you you have minimized contact forever, but you know what? I will tell you something that I can bet money on. I bet Elon Musk doesn't keep people who depletes him around him. I bet you he doesn't. He's too busy with SpaceX and Tesla and all of it. He does not have time to be any more depleted than working as hard as he does leads to. He is not going to keep those kind of people around him that deplete him. And so if you're an entrepreneur and you keep going, I don't know why I don't have enough energy to do everything I want to do. My question to you is who's around you and how many of the people that you see on a pretty regular basis, I'm talking daily or three times a week or five times a week or almost hourly. How many of those people deplete you and why are they still around? And why on top of that, are they even in your inner circle? I'm just curious. If you want to protect your energy, You need to minimize your contact with people who deplete you. Next one. I protect my energy by taking the time I need before responding to text calls or emails. I covered that one, but let me say this again. I don't rush to respond to people. I need time to think. I need time to mull it over. I need time to decide how I want to respond, when I want to respond. I am no longer Johnny on the spot, and I hope that you are no longer Johnny on the spot if you ever were that. Give yourself time and space and room to to not simply just knee-jerk reaction, respond to something so you get it off your to-do list, but to really be present with the messages you receive and to say to yourself, I want to be intentional about my response. And I want to give my response the attention this person deserves. And therefore, I'm not going to rush to respond just so I can check it off the list. I'm actually going to take time with it. I'm going to sit with it. I'm going to think about it. And then when I'm ready, I'm going to respond thoughtfully and consciously And intentionally, that is not only protecting your energy, but that is really showing the other person who you're responding to how much you actually value them because you, you were that, you, you applied that much deliberate intent to the way you responded to them. It's a gift to them. It's a gift to you. It works for, it's a win-win, right? I protect my energy by shortening conversations that are going in a negative direction. I'm not good at this. I'm just gonna be honest. You know, I like a good fight. Let's be honest. I'm a five life path. I like a good fight. So um, I am not particularly amazing at this. It's something that I need to continue to work on. Uh, when conversations for me start to go into the negative, I tend to get very very defensive, and then I really go for the jugular because um, I like to be right. I'm a one. I'm a. I have lots of ones in my chart. I'm a seven attitude and a five life path in numerology. So all of that basically means. I'm always game for a heated conversation because it kind of fuels me. So I'll just admit that about myself. And, and, and the reality is, is that it also steals my energy. I think my level of being angry about something, being impatient about something, feeling resentment about something at the same time that there is this like sort of, uh, excitement about it. There's this sort of adrenaline rush with it. It also completely depletes me afterwards. And so I'm giving you my personal example of something that I need to work on to better protect my energy. Because honestly, if I would shorten conversations that are going down the wrong path, I would really maintain a lot more energy than I actually do in those situations. So we've got to shorten conversations that are going in a negative direction. I protect my energy by telling people when I've reached my capacity. You know, I don't tell people when I've reached my capacity. I just stop. Stop. I just stopped giving. I mean, I I don't think that's good either, but I have to tell you, I I think I need to get better at communicating when I've reached my capacity and I'm not really great at that, but I think it's, but if you think about it, it's super important because people, how are people going to know you've reached your capacity until you communicate it? They won't. So they'll keep asking, they'll keep expecting, they'll keep demanding until you actually communicate like I'm at my limit. Now you will still communicate to certain folks. And you will say, I'm at my limit and they still expect you to do more. Well, that's a sign that they're, they're, they don't really have your back and they're not really in your corner. And honestly, they really don't care about how you feel. So that's a good thing to know too, because then you can cut those people off because obviously if you've communicated, I'm at my capacity and they're like, so what? I still need you to do what I need you to do for me. Then they're not actually for you. And so that is good information to have, but you can protect your energy by really. Openly communicating to people when you've reached your capacity. I protect my energy by taking space when I need to. I'm good at this because I, you know, I have moments when I go MIA on folks. People know if they don't hear from me for a while. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm like a turtle. That's my seven attitude numerology. I just go under my shell. I go, you know, missing in action for a bit. I just need time to myself, space to myself. I need room to process and figure some things out. And then usually I come out of the shell And I'm back to being me. That's how I handle things. So I think it's really important to, there were a lot of years where I really judged my turtle under the shell thing. I used to think like, well, wow, you just sort of walk away from situations or you, you know, you don't communicate how you're feeling with people. It's my way. Like it's how I'm built. And so I'm learning to really honor the fact that when I need space And and if I don't feel like communicating, honestly, I just have to take the space so I can figure certain things out within myself. So then I can come out of that turtle shell and have a conversation about what just happened. And so take space when you need to, if you want to protect your energy. Final thing I want to talk about today. I protect my energy by not doing everything myself. Again, another thing that I struggle with, but I think most entrepreneurs struggle with this. No man's an island. At the end of the day, you need support. You need someone who can listen to you. This is why I firmly believe in therapy. I have a therapist I see every single week. I mean, it doesn't have, when it says not doing everything myself, it doesn't mean you need to have your family support you. I mean, it'd be great if they do, but maybe they're not supportive people and maybe they don't, they can't see your vision, but you need somebody to support you. Even if you have to hire a coach, you have to hire a therapist. Uh, you have to, you know, make sure you go for a massage every two weeks or you go to the chiropractor. You need to not think that you are all on your own and there's nobody who understands and nobody who can help you. And everything's like hire an assistant, a virtual assistant, assistant to take some of the business load off of you. There's a thousand ways you can not do everything yourself. It's simply about you looking at what you need, honoring what those needs are, and then asking and allowing yourself to receive support from others so that you are not doing everything by yourself and you're not feeling like you're completely alone on whatever life or business journey you're on. So again, these are some of the ways that you can protect your energy. Here's what I want to say is the biggest deal of all of that you you got to minimize contact with people who deplete you it just it won't work out it won't work out and you you can say and be a pollyanna and say well i i think i can elevate them i think if i if i'm positive and i'm a, i can inspire them to to be less negative yeah i mean maybe but i haven't seen that happen so often i've actually seen the other direction happen more That instead of the positive person bringing the negative person up, the negative person actually drags the positive person down. So while I think it's a wonderful sentiment to want to give people opportunities to show up differently, there's no guarantee that they will, and there's no sense of urgency in their own minds that they have to. So why would you assume that you're going to influence somebody that way who probably doesn't think... they have anything that needs to change. So to me, if you want to protect your energy the most, it really is minimizing your contact with people who deplete you. And it also is shortening conversations that are going in a negative direction and obviously not doing everything yourself. That's super, super, super important. I would really, really look at that. All right, everybody. I'm so glad we got a chance to catch up. Uh, You know, you can always find me just about everywhere. Instagram at the Cassandra Vaughn. You can find me on Twitter, the Cassandra V. You can find me on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash KV TV. I think Cassandra Vaughn TV. I think it's Cassandra Vaughn TV. It's been so long. And you can find all of my 27, now 28 books on Amazon at overcomingfearbooks.com. I will catch you on the next episode.